we can really overcomplicate it, which I think gets in the way of that childlike faith, you know, of no, no, he's here. When we are actually with him, that's when our hearts are changed and when the peace comes and joy. And and it really is that simple to just be with him. Welcome to Everyday Impact, a Life Tree podcast inspiring you to take Jesus into your everyday life. My name is Jessica Jean. And I'm Will. And Will, we have a special guest, as we always have a special guest, but today it is, is Telsey Friesen mm-hmm. on Everyday Impact. Telsey has such a beautiful heart for both loving people and loving Jesus. And simply put, she does it well. I love that phrase, simply put. Uh, everything she shared, she reduced it to, hey, here's what really matters. And I know that as a believer, there's all these concepts and thoughts and and things that we need to do or know to be a, a good Christian. But for Telsey, it's about knowing Jesus. And I think that's closer to the heart of what it really is all about to be a Christian. And so I'm excited to share this episode, this conversation that really gets back to the heart of what's important. Let's jump in. Well, Telsey, thank you for joining me today on Everyday Impact. Thank you. Happy to be here. I am so excited to have you share with us today from your story. I just see so much of God's grace on your life. I love every time you facilitate. I love seeing you up there uh, crying your eyes out. <laughs> yes, I cry a lot. <laughs> but not in this conversation today. Maybe not. We'll see. We'll have to wait and see. <laughs> I love that, that verse, uh, pure and simple devotion to Christ. And I just see that written over your life. Mm. And I'd love to hear more about that. But first, would you just share with our listeners some things about yourself that maybe they ought to know? Hmm. Well, for our listeners, I am originally from California, the United States. I am now a Canadian, so I'm dual citizen. I married Caleb, who is the senior pastor here at LifeTree. And yeah, born and raised California, now a Canadian as well. I'm an HR coordinator at a local business here, and I have four children who are amazing, and I love Jesus, so I don't know what else to tell you. That's that's the most important <laughs> things right there. Well, I definitely see that love for Jesus over your life, and I'd be interested if you could take us back through your story. Mm-hmm. Where did Jesus first come on the scene for you? I encountered him at a really young age. I was baptized at age eight and then filled with the Holy Spirit shortly after. I remember my mom had gone to the Toronto renewal in the 90s and she came back and I asked her if she would pray for me because I had heard stories, right, of people yeah. getting slain in the spirit. And So this is a, a, a move of God that happened yes. in Toronto in, in 19, 
94, I believe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so people were traveling all over the world to experience, here's what's going on. God is doing something special. Exactly. So I had heard her talk about all that had been going on there, people being filled with joy or they couldn't stop laughing or gold teeth come peering in their mouth or just these crazy stories. All, all the weird stuff. <laughs> yeah. And just like, what? And I remember when she came home, I asked her, can you pray for me, mom? Can you pray for me? And she said, of course. So she laid her hands on me and she just prayed that the Holy Spirit would come. And I fell over. I fell backwards. She, uh, you know, caught me and I was slain in the spirit for hours in our living room. And he showed me like visions and I wrote them in my journal. And that was my first encounter with the Holy Spirit. I was nine years old. And then that whole week, I would come home from school and I would say, Mom, pray for me again. So she would pray for me. I would go out under slain in the spirit. And again, he would show me things as I laid there. I would be out for hours and uh, I get emotional. But what was happening in those moments? I was encountering him. I, I was I knew he was real. You know, he, I remember one of the vision, visions, he showed me the whole like resurrection and the, the stone being rolled away. And I have a Jesus journal, I call it, from when I was a little girl. And I have all these encounters written in there. And throughout the years, my Jesus journal was Dear Jesus. And I would write out what was going on in my life in that that day if something happened. So for instance, I have a, I've gone back and read through it and it makes me giggle, but also just feel so grateful. I've read it, read all the entries to my mm -hmm. kids. Um, but some would be like, dear Jesus, my sister got a boyfriend and she's spending a lot of time with him and I'm really jealous. I miss my sister. Can you please help me not be jealous? You know, or like I have this um, entry in there where I said, dear Jesus, please help my mom and dad not cuss so much, you know, <laughs> like those things. And they were, but they were so um, pure. And, and then some are just like, dear Jesus, I love you so much. You're my favorite. XOXO, Telsey. And I always started them out with dear Jesus. It's not dear diary. This no, is dear it's Jesus. Dear Jesus. And I always signed off Telsey or your daughter, you know, and he was just very real to me. Hmm. So these, these experiences were a part of that foundation for you. Definitely. So what did your teenagers look like then with this awareness that God was with you? I, I just knew he was real and I wanted to do what was good and what was right and not because not the typical like I'm afraid God might, you know, smite me or might be disappointed in me or I have to do this for God. But it was more of I just love him so much that I want to follow him and do what he's, you know, what's best because out of my love for him. And because I knew he loved me, it wasn't this, I have to act a certain way, but it was, I just desired. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So it was just this thing of, I know he's so good and his, you know, what's in his word is there for a reason for my good. So why wouldn't I follow that? 
you mm-hmm. know, but it was, it was because I wanted to, not because I felt I had to. I was 21 when I had my Holy Spirit experience. Mm-hmm. Jesus became more real, more alive to me through that. But I grew up in the church as well. And I can remember the kids like you were the kids I probably would have laughed at. <laughs> I, I picture this frilly, fuzzy pink journal that says Dear Jesus on it. It had cats on it. Cats. Okay. <laughs> They were Christian cats though, right? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. What was it like to have this passion for Jesus and interact with your peers? I'm thinking w- you'd be picked on if you were in my school. Yeah. Honestly, I was not picked on ever. And I got along with everyone, like all the different groups, the gang, the gangsters, the skaters, the preps. I was friends with all the special needs kids, um, the cowboys. I was friends with everybody. And I don't say that in a like, I was friends with everybody. But I genuinely just love, I just liked everybody. And I feel like because I had received that acceptance from Jesus and just the simplicity that he just cares about every detail and he's just there then relating with people I think was easier because I could be that for people too. You know what I mean? Like just meet people where they're at and show an interest in their lives because I really did care. Like I wanted people to know that they were loved and accepted. Is there a specific memory that jumps out of a time of just connecting with someone outside of your element? Well, I would say... um, in high school, I was the one who, if someone was sitting by themselves, I would go over and say, hey, do you want to come eat with us? Sometimes they would say no, and sometimes they'd be like, really? And I'm like, yeah, come on. <laughs> you know, and they would come over. I didn't know them, but hey, why not get to know you? You're by yourself. And I feel like I I notice those things. Like if you're at a party or something and you see someone like by themselves, that that, that like saddens me so I want to make sure they are feeling welcomed and that's really important to me to be able to notice who's maybe not feeling like they fit in or not comfortable and I feel like if I can come and introduce myself and you know they'll feel more comfortable to be there Mm -hmm. and this is all from the overflow of of your connection and your relationship with Jesus? I think so. Because he's there and he he's noticing everything and he's in all those, you know, simple details of our lives. So if I can show that to other people, then I consider that a real honor. Mm, that's been beautiful to hear how Jesus has walked with you through your school experience. I can definitely think of how my uh, lonely dark years in <laughs> in high school would have been so much different had I had that sense of, of connection to Jesus. Mm-hmm. So you've graduated now and you're stepping into this next season of life. Mm-hmm. What did that look like? Mm-hmm. Well, originally, so right after high school, I was enrolled in university. I was going to become a nurse. That was my 
trajectory. And God had different plans. And I'd heard about this school in Reading called Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. And I'd been hearing some really amazing stories about people getting healed and just the prophetic. And I I had been introduced to a lot of that already, right? So I was just had a real hunger for that. And I felt like the Lord said, I want you to go to that school. Hmm. And I just felt it quite strongly. So I didn't go to college, you know, and I went there instead. And of course, Caleb and I had already started dating, but we actually applied for the school not knowing the other had. This is before we were dating. So that's kind of cool too. So I moved to Reading and I attend the school and... I just feel like it was just even more foundational just when it came to heal, like God healing the sick. And he was just doing a deeper work, having more of a love for his word even, because I feel like I had experienced so much of the Holy Spirit in a tangible way, but not Mm -hmm. necessarily had had his word, right? And like maybe theology, I feel like that was more on the weaker side till I came to ministry school. And I lived with one of my small group leaders and she was, she's amazing. And I remember I would wake up in the morning and she would just be in the living room and she would just be like on her knees, worshiping Jesus and just there with him. And you could feel the love between her and Jesus happening. And I remember just being gripped with, wow, you know, and I, I feel like I had experienced that as a kid and, you know, it had been this progressive thing. I don't even know how to explain it, but just watching her modeling that, uh, just that pure, simple devotion to Jesus, it really impacted me. And I began to model that as well, like just sitting on my bedroom floor and just Jesus. And he came. And he showed up. And I can't think of one time that he didn't, that I would start talking to him and that he ignored me. Like, Hmm. never. He doesn't do that. We often throw this phrase out there. uh, Christianity, it's it's not a religion. It's a relationship. Yes. (laughs) But that still at many times seems so intangible uh, to a lot of people. Like, what does that actually look like? Mm Mm-hmm. So Jesus showing up, mm-hmm. what, what experiences, how did you know he showed up? What was the difference between him being there or not there? Mm-hmm. I would say just the piece that comes with just saying his name, right? If I was feeling anxious or upset about something and I just chose to, oh, Jesus, like help me or just talk to him about it there would just be a peace that comes, right? Because you're actually like acknowledging him and bringing him into whatever's happening inside your mind, your heart, uh, you know, your circumstances. So just his name, right? Bring mm. something. And, and it is just, you know, there's been times where I, like I'm driving in the car and I'm just like worshiping or I'm it's just quiet. Sometimes I'm just like, I don't want to listen to music. And I just talk to him and I literally feel that he is in the passenger seat next to me. I just can't see him with my eyes. 
I just know he's there. And, and then I just get wrecked or sometimes I just enjoy his presence and I say nothing, but he, it really is that simple. He is there. And I remember when we moved from California to Canada, um, Caleb's green card application was denied. He was trying to immigrate to the U.S. And that meant we needed to move to Canada. I just remember hearing that news and I was just wrecked because I didn't want to leave my home. I didn't want to leave the U.S. I didn't want to leave my family. And I remember being on my bedroom floor in our little apartment, just crying. There were times I was angry and Jesus was there and he'd just say, I know, I know, you know, just keep telling me. And he didn't say, how dare you talk like that to me? He just said, I know, you know, like, get it out. Hmm. Just trust me. I'm with you, you know, and just his, he was just present. He didn't try to come in and fix me. He was just there. Now, of course, looking back, I'm like, God was all over that. And I see how his plan is always the better plan. Mm -hmm. I think that's so important that we actually recognize what does it look like when he shows up? Mm -hmm. Because often Jesus being with us is just a concept. Yeah. But from your stories, you're actually experiencing a shift in your heart. Mm -hmm. You're receiving a sense of his words coming to you when you'd speak to him. Mm -hmm. I think it's really having a childlike faith, right? It really is that simple. His spirit is here with us. Like he is here, really is. We just can't see him with our eyes. So I feel like if we overcomplicate it, which we can, like in our insecurities and doubts, we can really overcomplicate it, which I think gets in the way of that childlike faith, you know, of no, no, he's here. And I think we can overcomplicate it in how he relates to us, mm-hmm. right? In our behavior and, oh, he, uh, like he expects this and I haven't done this. And, and those things that just get in the way of the simplicity of, no, he just wants to simply be with you. Because when we are actually with him, that's when our hearts are changed and when the peace comes and joy. And, and it really is that simple to just be with him. <laughs> and then we're changed and we can't do, we can't conjure it up. Yeah. You know, it's, he just wants to be with us. I think that I'm always the one looking for a more elaborate or complicated <laughs> response or... I want some brilliant insight, but these foundational <laughs> truths that it's like, hey, Jesus, mm-hmm. he's here. Yeah. But you talked about how insecurity can actually get in the way. Mm-hmm. What was a time in your life where you had to work through insecurities or fears that impacted your connection to Jesus? Well, I would say anytime I've preached (laughs) or even facilitated on a Sunday. You mentioned that. And I, I feel like a lot of my insecurities come around, um, my communication because I am a pretty simple person. (laughs) 
And I've said that a lot to Caleb, my husband. I'm just so simple. You know, I'm not great at articulating words. Fancy words. Fancy words. Educated words. Yes. That just doesn't come naturally for me. So I feel like at times my insecurities have gotten the best of me. And I think I have to be this certain way. And Jesus just swoops in and is like, just be yourself. Just be Telsey. That's a big repeat he says to me a lot of the time of just be yourself. Just be Telsey. I've made you the way you are. And just just believing him, right? That simple of just be who you are. So many a times he comes through like that. And often before I even preach or you know, I don't preach often. <laughs> I'm just a wreck before because he's just there. And and then I'm just like, okay, Jesus, you're here with me. I know you're going to show up. So I'll just go with it, you know, just knowing he's there. And I would also say, even at work, I've started working full time this past year. And it's been a new thing for me because I was a stay-at-home mom for up until this last year. And even with, say, at work, and there's these challenges that come and new things, I find myself even just asking Jesus for help in that area, right? Like, he's even in the office. If I'm on a phone call, he's there. Like I thought he was just in the church service on Sunday. No. <laughs> nope. He's not, you know, he, he's everywhere, Will. <laughs> well, you, you had this stage of your life where, okay, you, you went to ministry school. It's, it's, in some ways, it's easy to be a Christian in ministry school. It's uh, this environment that really reinforces your values, but then you moved to Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, what did it look like to experience Jesus in some of these different areas of life that, it's not ministry, it's not church, it's not mm-hmm. uh, supernatural school. It's Honestly, it takes me back to high school in a way, right? Where you're just surrounded with so many different people who believe different things. They're at different stages of their life. Well, not in high school, we're all in high school. But like say in the workplace, right? You're yeah. surrounded by different people, different stages of life. Um, they don't all believe what you believe, but I, I feel like it's important to go back to that, well, I can love people no matter what, right? I can do that. And I can be kind and warm and ask people questions. I find that's huge when you actually want to ask people things, you're interested in their life. You know, there, I know there's some who say, oh, I hate surfacey you know, conversations. And I'm like, I love it because it's not servicey to me. If I ask you what's your favorite cereal or, hey, how many kids you have or do you have any siblings? Those are deep questions to me because I'm able to get to know the person because down the line, maybe I'm going to buy them their favorite cereal as a like, hey, I was thinking of you, Hmm. you know? And and so I think, um, and we can be like that inside the church as well. I just think being warm and not kind of removing yourself from being less self-focused, mm-hmm. 
but how can I love the person in front of me, you know? And yeah, we're talking about reports or your hours weren't logged right or whatever, but I can be present with them, right? And I can trust that the Holy Spirit lives within me and I can trust that any interaction I have with someone can be a really good thing. I'll have to admit, I'm one of those people who... (laughs) I don't want to say I hate small talk, but I'm I'm learning to appreciate. <laughs> yes, it. yeah, exactly. Servicey talk, small talk. I I just want to change the world. I want to think big picture. <laughs> yeah. And when we're stuck talking on your favorite movie, I'm like I'm checking out. <laughs> totally. But I, I do feel the conviction of the Lord here. <laughs> good. I I love your heart to value people in whatever they choose to share. Mm-hmm whatever level of, of authenticity or depth or vulnerability, that there's something mm-hmm. that Jesus has shown you there is value for. Yeah. Yeah, I think about when Jesus was on the earth, back with the disciples and everyone, that I think he was easily um, approachable. Obviously, we see that in Scripture. And... I think he cared about whatever people were sharing with him. He wanted to hear. He wanted to listen. You know, he said, come little children, all of those things. And I think back to, you know, when I was writing in my Jesus journal as a child, could you imagine me like writing, oh, Jesus, my parents cuss or, you know, I'm feeling jealous. If he was like, oh, come on. Or if I just wrote the, I'm feeling sad or whatever it was, he wouldn't be like, come on, let's talk about something super deep. You know, he would... That's not important enough for the God of the universe to talk about. Exactly, but it's like, he loves it. He loves when we talk to him about anything and everything. And I tell my kids that. I said, praying is just talking to Jesus and you can talk to him about anything. Nothing's off limits. You can talk to him about your favorite cereal. You can talk to him about anything. And I think that translates into relationships with people as well. How powerful it would be if we all were able to engage with anyone who's struggling or needs to just talk about something. Like having a safe place like that, I think is so valuable and it's beautiful when you can be that listening ear for people and even just asking them questions, I feel like they feel more known or like, wow, this person's interested Hmm. to hear about my life. And it also takes our eyes off of ourself and onto others, right? Which in turn, Jesus, like he wants us to reach people and be his hands and his feet So what better way than to actually engage with people and strike up a conversation Mm. or ask questions? What was uh, maybe a meaningful interaction that you've had with Jesus in the last week or two that (laughs) impacted the way that you showed up for someone else? Well, I would say I was really stressed at work. This was a couple of weeks ago, but I basically came home and I was just not in a good place. And I felt like he said, go lay on your bed and get quiet. 
And so I'm like, okay. I was actually home alone. And I just went and I laid on my bed and I just wept and wept and wept. And he was just there. And he's just like, get quiet because my mind was just going, going, going. And I was just in my head and worried and stressed out. And he just said, get quiet. And I just cried and he was there and it felt like this huge release. And I feel like he, I could have gone into, oh, I'm so terrible. Why did I let myself get to this point like why you know I think we can be really hard on ourselves to say why why did I let myself get to this point of I feel like I'm you know gonna burst and now I'm going to Jesus you know but it's like he's so merciful and so gracious so when he shows that to me then I feel like I'm reminded of that and I can show that to other people. I can be gracious with other people if they upset me at work or, <laughs> you know, you just show grace and extend grace and just know that we all have our struggles and we all have whatever's going on internally. So let's extend grace and, you know, give the benefit of the doubt. We don't know what's going on in everyone's hearts and minds. So I just think he's like that with me so in turn I can be like that with other people if that makes sense right so you have always have him to meet those needs in yourself Mm -hmm. you've said so many times in this recording it's simple Mm -hmm. there's still something inside of me that wants to say but there's more to it (laughs) (laughs) but I I know that um that I'm wrong in that (laughs) There is always something that wants to complicate things and wants to Mm -hmm. add something to Jesus. Right. Mm -hmm. What would you say to someone like myself who needs to just get that truth? It's simple. Mm -hmm. Say someone who's a Christian going through a rough time, they know all the right answers. Mm -hmm. How do you bring Jesus into that for them? I would say similar to, you know, what Jesus had said to me a few weeks ago, just get still, just get quiet, just sit and just ask him to come. Jesus, you know, just say his name, just get quiet and trust that he's there and he's going to be there. I would say, talk to him about that. Tell him man, I feel like I'm overcomplicating this. I'm feeling this, you know, I'm thinking this and just like talk to him about it and just get real, like tell him, why, why am I struggling with this? Why do I feel like I'm overcomplicating this? And I think in that place, you'll find breakthrough. Yeah. It's interesting you mentioned uh, Jesus' journal because for me, one of the pivotal moments that came in my spiritual journey was when I actually started journaling to Jesus myself. Mm-hmm. And I had a journal that I on and off did for the year or two before that. But I had this moment where I felt like I needed to turn my dialogue towards Jesus himself. Mm-hmm. And 
it became this experience of almost like scraping the bottom of the barrel of my heart. Mm-hmm. Like what is the most real raw <laughs> thing that I can say to him? Yeah. And with what you're sharing, like, hey, Jesus, I feel like I'm overcomplicating things. Mm-hmm. Actually being straight up, here's where I'm at. I don't feel you and I'm frustrated and I can't yeah. sit still and here's where I'm at. Totally. And he loves that. Yeah. And he wants us to share those parts of us. He wants us to share everything, you know, with him. And I think in that place, it gets simple because you're just bringing him your process, your thinking, and it really is that simple. <laughs> it, it is. He wants all of us and we don't have to be this, you know, pretty little package, but it's in that place sitting with him that we are changed and we become more like him because we're actually spending time with the one that we so long to be like, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's just a beautiful place to be in. Mm-hmm. I can imagine people listening to this and thinking through their own process and problem solving. <laughs> tried that and I've tried that and you're just giving it a go mm-hmm. like actually taking some time uh, for our listeners taking some time today and actually setting it aside yeah maybe even getting a Jesus journal of their own yeah what do you hope for for the life tree community mm-hmm. yeah I think getting a Jesus journal would be awesome for everybody just they start. don't have to have cats on it though, no right? no no <laughs> um yeah just start writing to him anything even just about your day like uh, you know there's times there I'll just write about what I did that day or but it's talking to him about it right and I would say it doesn't have to be this I have to set you know 30 minutes aside but talk to him in your car like you know it doesn't have to be this huge thing it's just welcome him into your everyday life you know when you're doing the dishes when you're driving when you're um, cooking just invite him in and he's there and talk to him I know something that helps me is I talk out loud to him when I'm by myself. I know some people like, they're like, that's weird. But that (laughs) helps me because I find that I'm talking out loud because he's here. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like there's something about that, like, and that's really powerful. So I would say try that. Try actually talking out loud when you're talking to him. And yeah, write write to him Hmm. and... Say his name a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus, 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 Jesus. You know? And yeah, he's just so tangible. Yeah. And so with us. Thank you so much for sharing your story and your heart. I feel uh, genuinely, I feel reset. That's awesome. Every time uh, you facilitate, you talk, or in this moment, I feel like there's just this grounding, like, all right, back to the main (laughs) thing. It's the person himself. Yeah. Yeah. Can you just facilitate a moment right now uh, through a prayer or blessing, whatever comes to your heart for Mm -hmm. 
our listeners mm-hmm. as a way of, of sending us off? I'd love to. Hmm. So if you're listening right now, well, you are, just close your eyes and think on Jesus. Jesus, we love you, and I thank you that you are so present in our lives, that we cannot get away from you. Mm. You're constantly pursuing us and with us. And God, I just pray just for our community that we would be more and more aware of you, that we really would find ourselves just coming back to the simplicity of being with you and focusing on you, Jesus. And that through that, everything else flows through. And I just thank you that you're here. And I just pray for everybody that they would experience that. They would feel your presence with them and that, yeah, you would just show up and reveal yourself in new ways and draw people to yourself because you do it so well and we love you. Amen. Thank you, Telsey. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. I was actually getting a bit emotional as she was praying, just sensing the Lord drawing near and my mind just slowing down from all of the things racing in my mind about today. It was beautiful. Well, what was your biggest takeaway? I think the the heart posture that I walked away from recording and even editing this episode it was the whole next week where I'd have moments where I was actually driving and like Telsey said um, or suggested, I prayed out loud and had these moments of connection with Jesus. And as I alluded to, I am prone to overcomplicating things. And it just felt like her story washed me and reset me to keep my eyes back on Jesus, the person. Yeah, as she was sharing her stories of God speaking to her in the good moments, the everyday moments, the hard moments. I was just reminded of the verse in 1 Peter 5, verse 7, and it says, Give all your worries and cares to God, for He cares about you. He cares about what we worry about. He cares about what is meaningful to us, and He wants to hear about it. So, Just be encouraged, everyone, that he wants to hear from you and he wants to speak to you. And it's simple. Just draw near to him and he'll draw near to you. Thank you guys for joining us on another episode of Everyday Impact. And we pray that you have your own moments of connection with Jesus this week, your own moments of simplicity and your own moments of trust. And that from that place, you would love others well. Have a great week.